This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, team? You got Aaron and Stanger here. What's up? We want to talk to you guys before we start today's episode about an awesome sponsor we have called Magic Spoon. You know them, you love them, but let's talk about cereal, guys. Let's talk about how it fits into your life, if it can still fit into your life. Yeah. Um, I, I am so proud that Magic Spoon is working with us because it got cereal back in my routine. I know. I know. Same for me. I was miss like I was a big cereal head as a kid. Loved it. Found out as I got older, it wasn't filled with nutrition like I was told maybe as a kid. And I cut it. And guess what? It's back, baby. It's back. We got New Year's. We got our resolutions. We're kind of uh, we're in the second month of that. And it's uh, it's like if you if you would have asked me Stanger if you would ask me five years ago, is cereal going to be a part of your healthy lifestyle? I'd say, no, I wish it was, but no way. Not even no way. granola. I can't have all that fat and calories and sugar. Uh, I didn't know about Magic Spoon then. I don't even know if it existed then. Probably not. Maybe just in you know somebody's mind somewhere. But now we got it. It's here. It's, I'm having it after workouts. I'm having it occasionally for breakfast. I'm having it while I'm enjoying watching the prestige Oscar movies that are coming out. Mm, um, mm -hmm. It's a midnight snack. It's an afternoon snack. And I'll tell you why, guys. Because with Magic Spoon, in one serving, you're getting zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories in a serving? It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Right. So people are saying, okay, what does it taste like then? I love the nutrition, but no way the taste can be good. They probably don't have a variety of flavors. And if they do, I probably can't get a custom bundle. Uh, oh, you are, you are sadly mistaken. It is, yeah. it is yummy, and you can get your own, build your own box. Of all of these, any of these, whatever floats your boat flavors. We got cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, maple waffle. Are you kidding me? Waffle? Uh, yeah, that Nancy, my wife, loves that one. We just uh, we just treated ourselves to uh, another custom bundle. Um, you know, you've got you pick them out. You know, when you're when you're a Magic Spoon Pro, uh, you don't follow the rules. You start nope. opening multiple boxes, combining them, you know, doing little sections. I'm crossing over. I'm getting like, I want to get three different little magic spoon loops on one bite. And then sometimes I'm keeping them separate. I've got half blueberry. I've got half cinnamon in this bowl. I'm doing a bite of blueberry, bite of cinnamon. Then I'm doing a mixture. Uh, you know, all kinds of different experiments that you can do when you're dabbling with magic spoon. Cookies and cream, peanut butter, my new my new hit. Okay. So just check that out when you get a chance. Unlikely an unlikely pairing, but you have <laughs> to experiment. Pairing. Yeah. It's delicious. They're all good. Try them all. And they, they come to your house too, right? That's like, that's just, you can't beat, you can't beat any of this really. Nope. You're never without them guys. All you have to do is go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off. Right. 
And be sure to use our promo code DUMBBELLS at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code DUMBBELLS to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Let's get to it. This is Aaron McGowan, certified personal trainer and bandwagon Rams fan. This is Ryan Stanger, certified personal trainer and aerobics instructor at the Sports Connection. You have found us, The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. We are committed to bringing you inspiration, motivation, and sometimes information, (laughs) reviews of bad movies. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dumbbells, let's get dumb, the dumb, dumb, bad, I don't know, we'll talk about it. Hey, so yeah, we'll get into it. So we'll figure it out. This is a this is a special episode. This is a, a, a movie review discussion. Uh, we're talking about the film Perfect, uh, starring John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, released in 1985, directed by James Bridges, written by Aaron Latham, James Bridges of Urban Cowboy fame. Um, so a re-team for him and Travolta. This movie was uh, selected. We just kind of looked up movies in and about fitness. We asked you guys. Uh, the problem is a lot of them are sports movies. It's not a problem. Great. It's a great thing. And sports movies are great. And I'm sure we'll talk about all kinds of sports movies. This one we yeah. we decided to do because it's got some, I guess maybe some camp fun. And also the fact that it is, you know, it is set in a gym and is about fitness for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and the government, something about, right. The so that's, we could talk about that. They kind of, they panic. It seems like a little yeah. bit, uh, which they <laughs> shouldn't, really but anyway, we'll talk about the movie more in depth. <laughs> um, I hope you guys watched it. It's definitely worth a watch. You will see it pop up on, you know, social media. People will post little clips of it because there's some crazy, humping and gyrating yes that are (laughs) holy shit that don't i mean even these kind of memes that came out of like travolta doing the little hump dance don't even do it justice for how much and how long it goes in the movie it's so long (laughs) oh my gosh okay yeah Uh, but we will talk about it we're also going to do some of these um some of these documentaries uh that people have talked about um or or shared or want us to discuss We'll we'll get into all of it and uh, in the future in future eps um, and see how you guys like this one. But Aaron, I wanted so we'll you and I will catch up. Maybe we'll answer a listener question and then we'll talk about the movie. But I wanted to say before we start this, what should be we should come up with some kind of rating system for these movies that we're going to do um, periodically. And I was thinking two categories. I think we should do. Maybe we just come up with one more two category two categories. I think we should do are. Uh, you know, like we could do it on a scale or we could just say flat out yes or no. Does this movie make you want to exercise when you watch it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Straight okay. up. You watch it. Does this movie make you want to exercise Two, uh, are there any exercises you saw on this movie that you'd like to try? 
Okay. Okay. Two. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the third one is, I don't know, maybe something fun. Like, does it, uh, do any of the, you know, the, the attire that they wear, the clothes they wear. Yeah. Are you, is the clothing inspire, does it inspire you? Do you does, want, does the clothing yeah. inspire me or yeah. Do you Something want, like that. yes. Do you want to raid the wardrobe on this movie? Yeah. And that might, you know, this one specifically, you know, these three are lighting up my brain in all, in all three categories. So I think at least it, for now, this is a good, it a could good work. System. And I, I don't know. We'll find if you want to add another category on there. And then I think we can, we can overlay this. It's, I don't think it'll work on the documentaries, but definitely on the kind of, you know, narrative movies that we do. Cause even the sports ones, I'm sure. Um, I, I'm sure that there's that, that there is some overlap, but maybe we can come up with another category, but by the end of this episode, you will have an answer to those three questions, um, in regards to the 1985 film. Perfect. Uh, but Aaron, how are you? What's going on with you? What's new? What's let's, what's talk. new. You know, um, I would say that you got, you guys know, I've got a new little addition to the family, a uh, new puppy. And very cute, very fun. Uh, but like today alone, and it's only, we're only at 11 a.m. So today alone, this little guy did barf his whole breakfast up oh, and no. pooped the biggest poop in the house I have ever seen in my life. And like, I, like he's pretty, pretty much potty he's trained potty too, trained. right? Was yeah, it just some I, kind of... It was a timing issue so. or is he upset stomach? I, don't, I, I, I really, I don't know what, I, I feel like after he barfed, I thought surely there's nothing left in this little guy. And then for <laughs> him to 45 minutes later, <laughs> take the biggest shit I've ever seen. Like I have ever seen. I almost took a picture because I was like, is this the biggest shit to exist out of a dog? He's 35 pounds. So he's like, this shit was five of those pounds. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to really come in hot with that. But so it has been, did he get something he was not supposed to have? No. And I even like kind of had to, I like kind of dug through at least the barf to make sure, you know, I mean, that's your process anyway. Just, <laughs> yeah. That is you know. kind of like where, where, I, where I thrive. Um, so no, not nothing that I, but I'm trying to think like, Yesterday he went to, I, I took him to um, doggy daycare for the first time and there's a chance mm. that, and he was nervous. Like, you know, he was like, he was very subdued and I, there's a chance that he really didn't poop yesterday, you know? Oh, that could be what um, it is. Yeah. And couldn't do it on an away game. <laughs> yeah. He got scared. He kept it in. Um, and then maybe, maybe they gave him some, yeah, that there. he wasn't used to or something. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, so it's been a, it's been a fast and crazy morning. Um, but I did, I, I, I feel like, uh, I watched beyond the mat, which I know we're not going to get into, but I did watch that. Oh yeah. So let's talk a little bit it about that. It was really good. Like I really enjoyed, yeah. um, I really enjoyed getting to know the, the real versions of these people. Um, but yeah. that one guy with the missing front teeth, was it, um, Nick, not Nick. Who had the missing Nick, front teeth? Nick, uh, man, is he mankind? Um, 
Oh, Mick Foley. Mick, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yes, I forgot. Mick yeah, Foley. he's got his okay. missing teeth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus yes. Jack, okay. all that. Yeah. He was like watching like his children. First of all, I don't know why his children were at this like this like uh, no quitting or no rules, whatever game match this was with him and the rock. Yeah. So, so this is, we're talking about, um, WWE wrestling. It was WWF at the time. There's a documentary called beyond the mat, which, uh, um, this guy is a funny guy. He's like so he's funny. That guy, the guy, <laughs> like- he, the guy that wrote and directed this, he's also, he, he wrote for Eddie Murphy and wrote a bunch of movies really? for Eddie Murphy, he wrote coming to America. Yeah. Then both coming to America. Wow. And then, uh, wrote with him at Saturday night live. And then I think he wrote maybe the nutty professor or another, another, um, wow. another Eddie Murphy movie. And he kind of inserts himself into this documentary. He's a huge wrestling fan. And so it follows, um, you know, the, the, the top people in the WWE Again, WWF at the time, more specifically Mick Foley, a little bit with The Rock, um, and then uh, and then the also snake. the people that were, yeah, that have that are have fallen on hard times. So Jake yeah. the Snake, and then you also get, um, you know, some of the like you know minor league, more extreme wrestling mm-hmm. people, New Jack, and yeah. um, who, who I really liked, and then uh, yeah, he, New Jack the guys are doing the more was, blood I'm and just guts. Violent. I'm a violent person. <laughs> When they when yeah. he came in for that like interview or not interview audition, and <laughs> oh my god, that was so funny! <laughs> and the guy was just like, "Well, thank you for coming in. Uh, you can leave now." <laughs> like it was just like such an awkward <laughs> exchange. Those people, I guess they somebody because uh, we talked about this recently on Action Boys podcast, and so somebody we were laughing about those because it's just so Hollywood. It's like I could see him being. Denzel. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then the lady like really quick is like maybe not Denzel but Denzel's friend. Yes. It just felt like <laughs> weird and kind of racist, yes, you know. Yes. Um and they just seemed so phony but somebody had worked with them and they have done they have cast some legit things and the guys they did like them, but they seemed so like fake Hollywood, like, but Denzel's friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh-huh. it was just exactly. <laughs> so funny and weird. I just also, uh, but you were saying, yeah, yeah. Why were, why were Foley's kids there? I mean, definitely cooked up for the, the fucking, for the documentary. I think for, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. I mean, they're going to sit ringside. I, that was just like, I was like, I can't watch this. I was like, this makes me hate all of this, but I did really appreciate was, is it Mick with the M? Yeah, um, he yeah. like for him to watch it and then be like, I need to like that can't happen again. I was like, you know, he he comes off great in the documentary and you uh, and his wife's pretty and nice. And I, I didn't I don't think that she helped anything by uh, anything, how much she was screaming at what they're telling the kids is fake. <laughs> she's like screaming and like falling out of her chair. And of course they're like freaked out. The son didn't look that scared to me. The son looked like he was just kind of like watching, (laughs) man. um, I was like, I hate this. And then, Oh, just like just the amount of blood and stuff and just the gratuitous hitting over and over and over. I was just like, all right, rock. I I don't, I don't love the gore stuff where they kind of score their heads to make it make it bleed Ugh, a little more. Yeah, and that's like yeah. a, a, a thing that people were, Ugh. 
into uh has J- jason seen it yeah before, jason right? had seen it so but it was like you know it's like you know the v- valentine weekend and i was like you want to watch beyond the mat and i think he was like uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to watch marry me the new j-lo and owen wilson movie because <laughs> i did also say i wanted to watch that but we started with beyond the mat so um yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while. I was glad to like, I was glad to watch it again recently too. It was really, a, it's one of those like highly enjoyable documentaries. And uh, you know, I guess we talk a little bit about mm-hmm. Jake the Snake, how sad his situation is. He smokes crack on film yeah. in there. And that was, I made yeah, Jason how, tell me like what happens to him because I was like, it sounds like he's going to kill himself and I can't watch this. Like it sounds so like it, which just was really getting to me. And so Jason was like, he cleaned his life up. Like he was like, I'm definitely yeah. ruining the movie, but he cleans his life up. And I was like, okay, thank you. Cause this is hard. Well, you don't know that they don't say they it in don't. the movie. Like it ends with him pretty bad, but yeah, I think he has like COPD now. Cause he was such a smoker, but he's, he's around, he's not doing drugs. He's clean and sober just dealing with whatever, you know, damage he's done to his lungs as being a smoker, but he shows up and does promos on, different wrestling things and he is good i mean there is something special about it when they showed him from back in the day walking out there with a snake damien damien you know in in in, uh, in bringing it in bringing it back to fitness it's crazy like you watch these guys and this was like at a time you know wrestling is its own thing you know at that time but do you feel like any of these guys are healthy? No, I know. And that, but I will say like, I liked kind of seeing like fat wrestlers that was like, not fat, but just like not the rock, you know, it like added some to me, uh, like an element of just like, I don't know the the, griminess or like something like that was just a little bit more real the authenticity of the world is like, Oh look, King Kong Bundy. Like what the hell is this? It's just some weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, the novelty of it to her is just like, this is a mountain of a man. He's 400 right. pounds and they're just flop, flopping around in there. Yeah. But that's still cool. athletic. Like it's, that's the, yeah. that's the thing of oh, like, yeah. like I remember my dad, you know, he's six, four, 300 pounds most of my life. And he would just like grab a basketball with one hand and he would just like, start playing basketball. I was like, what? You're like a big, he wasn't like crazy big, but he was like a big dude. And all of a sudden he's just like, geez, you're playing basketball. That's how, you know, gosh, your dad's bit, your dad's reacher sized <laughs> Jack. Reacher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, that's what reacher was based off of was my dad. Um, uh, it seems, it seems untenable, like the schedule they have to keep and how they have to be in shape and just what little we knew about nutrition, even right. when this move, even when beyond the mat came out, I can't remember two thousands or something like that, but it's no way that they were like hydrating no. and eating exactly. right. And no way yeah. <laughs> macros, Nothing. you know, I mean, these guys are just kidding what they could, you know, just e- eating calories. Um, what was, Oh, it, the, the McMahon guy, the owner. Oh, Vince. McMahon, okay. I yeah. had never seen him with his shirt off and I was like, yeah. I had no idea he was ripped. Cause yeah. does he wear like I mean, baggy I, suits? Like what's, I, <laughs> like, 
He wears giant <laughs> suits. He he dresses like Kingpin from the Daredevil yeah. comics. He's like so he's like a real villain and then has leaned into his villain status. It is they, so the WWE didn't like this movie. They didn't like how it portrayed wrestling and how they came off. Really? In it. And so they were originally like promoting it and then they pulled all their support after it came out. But he, yes, he eventually became a wrestler and like, I mean, he's clearly done like, you know, multiple steroid cycles to kind of like beef up for wrestling, but it's weird to hear his voice kind of, kind of sounds yes. normal in this. And then now his voice is like, he sounds crazy. Really? You're fired. Oh. Yeah. The XFL. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a crazy. Did he have a, 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 a... you're fired. Uh, you can hear it a little bit when they're forcing that guy to puke and oh, then a, the guy can't oh, puke, you know? Oh, I can't even. His, his story is the same. I know. Jason told me that he got paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just like also uh, just quadriplegic. Qu- oh no. Yeah. Um, but yeah. that him just like, I can handle, like I said, I picked up my little dog's poop and his little puke and I looked through it. I could handle that stuff, but the sound no, yeah. I can't even say any more than that because I will, I will barf. It is true. That was like I, there were so many times where I was like, I was like, make it stop, <laughs> make this stop, <laughs> and that was one of them. So, yeah, yeah it was a, it was a doozy. I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to been around that life, to have been uh, like the one, even like one of. I didn't realize that China had gotten a jaw surgery. Oh, it was like, yeah. just like, just so many things I, I hadn't realized, um, about the WWE, WWF, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. They lost that. Cause some, the world, what the world wildlife federation had it. <laughs> like some, oh, like, little, that's funny. Okay. And they, they were the WWF forever. And then they, they, whoever WW, the real or the other WWF had that domain before them and they lost the legal <laughs> battle and they rebranded to WWE. Also the Vince, Vince McMahon, his head is small. He has a small head compared to his body. I think that's why he does yeah. look like a, maybe like a kid wearing his dad's suit. And then he takes off his shirt and you're like, <laughs> what, Where, yeah. where's your, it looks like the, the, um, the talking heads, you know, the thing where he's got yes. the giant suit on. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> he just looks, he just doesn't look proportionate, proportioned. So yeah. that is like, it's, uh, it's confusing to the mind. <laughs> lot to unpack. Lot to unpack. <laughs> How are you? Good. Everything's good over here. Uh, you know, we're all good. We are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and we're doing it well before kickoff. I do have to work out before the game. Me too. But I'll be able to fit it all. We in. got a lot to do today. What are you working? What are you lot. doing to work out today? I think I'm going to do chest and back, and then uh, and then some some kind of cardio. I took the dog for a big hike this oh, that's morning. Nice. I could tell you how long it was. You want to check I'll your aura ring? ring? Yeah. Now. We'll check the aura ring. Uh, had a couple of good nights of sleep with the aura ring. Monitoring my sleep went well. That's good. Let me see here. I've been going to sleep we at nine thirty, were... and it has changed my life. I'm a new person. That's good. 
I'm a new person. I can't imagine going back. That's earlier for yeah, you? Yeah, I was like 10, 1030. <clears throat> and now I'm waking up at like 545 without my alarm because my alarm goes off at six. And I'm like, this is the, this is the dream. That's the it's shit. The shit. I mean, there, there's waking up in the middle of the night stuff, but this is, I finally feel like I found it. I figured it out. I broke the code. Okay. <laughs> so it was right about, um, right about th- three miles. Okay. That's a good hike. Good hike. And, you know, through uphill and, you know, all around like woods and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, burned around 800 calories, supposedly, man, you're already, you're already ahead of the game here. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, who knows if I'm, you just kind of like, you just kind of got to guess you're just, I mean, I think it's, it's, I guess there's some level of sophistication in there. Who knows, you know, if, how accurate it is. <laughs> well, according to my Apple watch, I've burned. 126 calories today. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think yours is a little more, I mean, cause it's like on, it's just, it seems like it's on. I would trust their, their, their shit metrics. more. Well, I don't know. I, I also haven't gone on any hikes. I've just been doing a lot of crouching. <laughs> a lot of, pu- you burned 126 calories cleaning up puke. Um, Puke, puke. I puke, mean, just puke. the worst name for a wrestler, and then just the worst thing you would have to do on command. Yeah, they they bailed on that name. Yeah, I, that's what Jason said pretty quick. Rightfully yeah. so. Oof. Uh, so yeah, so that's it. That's that's what's on the docket for me. Um, I ate a little junky yesterday. And then I'm probably going to eat a little junky today. Nothing great, nothing crazy. Just uh, more, you know, just more food than I normally eat. The shit Jason bought. (laughs) We're having like literally three of his friends over to watch the game. And there's like platters of cheese and meats and, and like the, I, I made him get a veggie tray, but I'm talking this veggie tray is the one with like the Hidden Valley Ranch in the center. <laughs> oh, no. So I was like, I need. So I got a whole other like bag of broccoli because you know there's like eight pieces of broccoli, ten carrots, ten tomatoes, ten cauliflower, mm-hmm. and then just the biggest ranch in the middle. And then he got like Lay's potato chips, French onion dip. Like who's, who has French onion dip anymore? We're in Los Angeles. This is like guacamole time. This is not French onion dip. French onion dip is somehow good though. I mean, mean, it's almost like nostalgic. Good. Reminds me of being like a fat kid when I would just like, that's what I would eat for lunch on a, on a Tuesday. (laughs) Um, and find new, like, you know, things to dip in it. You can dip carrots in it. And that's really the way to go. That's the, that's my Super Bowl snack hack for y'all bitches out there. So I'm cussing a lot. It's Sunday and it's not even noon. 
Yeah, it's the Lord's <laughs> day, and you're swearing a lot on the Lord's day. Goodness. Your Jesus freak parents would not I be know, pleased, I know, Aaron. I know. Which, my poor dad, he got COVID, but he's over it now, so thank God. But he is, he is, oh, Good. man, it is scary to hear when your parents get COVID, and then you're like, well, hopefully all the science behind the vaccine works over there, and it sure did, so thanks. God and science. Thank you. Um, let's see here. I want to find a question. Um, introduce, did we, did we answer, um, Genevieve's question about, uh, what to eat after a workout? I don't think we did. mm -mm. Okay. So if you guys have a question for us, you can reach us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Uh, we want to hear it from you. You can also reach us at, on our socials at the dumbbells, uh, questions, keep them coming in. We'll have question specific episodes and then we'll also answer them from time to time. Uh, you know, on episodes like these, this is coming to us from Genevieve. Uh, hi, Aaron and Ryan, longtime listener, first time email. Uh, as the subject of the email implies, I'm never sure what I should eat after a workout. I work from home and usually work out during my lunch before I eat. And I don't know what I should eat that would benefit me the most. I tend to eat leftovers from the night before, or even will do a mini charcuterie board. Hmm. Mm, kind that's of fun. Uh, dovetails nicely with what we're talking <laughs> about today. Super Bowl snacks, uh, cheese, crackers, walnuts, olives. Um, I can pre-make anything the night before, and I'm assuming I should introduce more protein? Question mark. My workouts are all Peloton-based pretty much. We'll do a warm-up, 30 to 45 minutes of strength and a stretch, or we'll do a bike boot camp, burning between 250 to 300 calories pre-workout uh, per workout according to my Apple Watch. Thanks, and love you both. Love the addition of Aaron. Ooh. Double smiley wow, faces. Love it. Double smiley faces. Uh, great question, Genevieve. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know how to answer. Sorry, find a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, uh, Aaron? You're uh, you're having to do a lot, a lot of um, juggling, a lot of scheduling. Uh, you've got workout, you have to be, you have to have your energy up. You've got to be able to be focused and present for your clients post-workout. What do you like to do? Um, I like to do, I don't think you're like, so like protein is what you're aiming for after a workout. Um, So like a protein shake is what a lot of people do. Not an ad, but maybe an ad like, the magic spoon really has been helpful for me in this current, like kind of flying by the seat of my pants all the time feeling sort of time. Um, so that has, that has protein, but it doesn't have like, for me, a protein shake just makes me sad (laughs) because I want more than I want to eat my food. And so, um, so I've done, I've done that a lot more recently. And then I do like a spoonful of peanut butter, which Again, I don't know. Um, that's your super alicad califragilis. <laughs> that's my spoonful of super peanut ca- butter makes the workout feel 
worth it. Um, so that's what I do. But I try. Um, <laughs> You're like a fit Mary Pop. You're like a buff Mary Poppins, dude. <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Um, so that's what, uh, that's what I do. But I, I know like getting protein after a workout is really important. Um, what do you do, Stang? I love Mary Poppins. I feel sad for her. I, I've, I've talked about it before, but I I, I mean, what... What is her, where does she go? She's just going from, she's helping everybody and doesn't ever get love herself, you know? And they love and respect her, but I, and she seems to like what she's doing, but I just, um, she seems lonely when she goes off at the end. Yeah. Flies away with her She does seem lonely. I don't know if I've ever thought about it before, but who takes care of Mary Poppins? Yeah. I feel like I could, you know, I'm obviously, my life went the way it did. And I'm happy and I'm married now, but you know, could have gone different. I could have, I could have, I think I, I would have devoted myself to Poppins and made her happy. If she would take me, she probably wouldn't even do it. No, she's, she's like, I don't, I'm, I'm happy. She's going place to place. She's, she's not trying to get tied down, you know? Yeah. I'd travel with her. Um, I mean, that bag fits lots of stuff. You could probably go in there. I do worry about her. What's up, everybody? You got Aaron and Stanger here. We're interrupting the episode really quick to talk to you about a great sponsor we have called BetterHelp. Yes. Okay. So we have the new year is off to the races. We are trying to get our fitness in order. We're also trying to get our hearts, minds, souls in order as well. Right, Stanger? We are. We are. We talk a lot about, you know, what you should be eating, what you should be doing with your body. But uh, the mind, guys, you want to optimize every aspect of your health. Maybe you need uh, some therapy. Maybe you need some guidance. Maybe you need somebody giving you some tools to deal with what's going on up top in your brain. I did. Yeah. I needed some licensed professional therapist to tell me what's what. Um, and I wish, wish I had access to a company like BetterHelp because uh, it took me a long time to find the right person. Uh, if you guys listen to the show, you know. A lot of trials and tribulations, a lot of stops and starts. wasn't easy. And uh, having a service like BetterHelp would have streamlined that operation and I would have been feeling better sooner. Yeah, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help either. It's a professional counseling done securely online. So especially like right now, while we're still trying to figure out what's going on in the world and it's, it's nice to not have to leave your house to be able to start talking through some of maybe past trauma, past family history, all of that fun stuff. You don't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. You don't have to look at your therapist in the face and say, uh, I don't vibe with you. <laughs> you get to yeah. have better help kind of navigate that with you and for you. It's great. I mean, BetterHelp assesses your needs. They match you with your own professional license, licensed therapist. And um, they're so committed to making the right match that they make it easy and free to change counselors whenever you want. So like Aaron was saying, you don't have to say, hey, partner, this is the <laughs> end of the road for us. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that can be awkward. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a breakup. It is a breakup. So BetterHelp's doing it. They're doing the heavy lifting for you guys. Uh, you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You can count on getting timely and thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly uh, video or phone sessions. You don't have to do video if you don't want. You can do it on the phone. And uh, like Aaron was saying, it's all without ever having to leave your own home. This is the World Wide Web, guys. 
take advantage of the internet. A lot of benefits to the internet. It's also, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. And also a worldwide service, which is very exciting. The particular expertise you need might not be found in your small town in the middle of a country that we can't pronounce. They are licensed professional counselors who are specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQ matters, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, convenient, professional. I got to say, it's comforting no matter to know that no matter where you are, if you have access to the web, you can get a therapist. Yeah. That's nice. It wasn't always like that. So uh, listen, guys, uh, you don't have to listen to us tell you about it. You can check out the uh, testimoni testimonials they post daily on their website. Uh, in fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. We yes. want you guys to feel good in your minds. So take advantage of it. Okay, so we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Hey guys, we also want to talk to you about a very special sponsor, Athletic Greens, guys. It's easier for me to talk about Athletic Greens because take it every day, literally every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I found myself inundated with all the supplements I had to take, um, all these kind of different things I wanted to accomplish for my gut health, my immune system, you know, you know, getting my veggies in. And I felt like I was popping a lot of pills. I wasn't sure if they worked. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't vouch for the ingredients used. And so Athletic Greens swooped in and solved all those problems for me. And I love it. Aaron, what about you? Okay. I am not a huge um, fan of like drinks in, in, you know, like kind of like protein shake things, but this one got me cause it tastes really yummy. Okay. It has like a tropical taste that I wasn't expecting from like, uh, I guess like a, a smoothie. I, well, maybe I should have expected it, but I just, I would normally it's like vanilla or whatever, but this one is like yummy. It had like a different flavor that made me feel like I was also like, I know I'm healthy when I drink it, but this made me feel like I was healthy when I drink it. You know, you do, you feel, cause it's like, it's, it's beautifully green. And then it's like, it tastes healthy, but like Aaron was saying, there's a weird kind of mild tropicalness to it. So it's like, you're like, I'm doing something right for myself and it tastes yeah. good. Uh, all you got to do is you got to mix it with, uh, with some water, you shake it up. It's easy. And you're getting 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, all of it to help you start your day off. Right. And this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things, all the things I was trying to accomplish with the 400 million pills that I was taking. I'm doing it with one scoop of athletic greens. It hits a lot of those boxes in that it's keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It's just all, it contains less than one gram of sugar. It's, it's hitting every box that kind of like, you know, 
cool, trendy, healthy people are wanting to hit. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's improving your sleep quality, supports better sleep quality, supports mental clarity and alertness. Uh, Athletic Greens comes to your house, so it's easy, it's convenient. You get on a subscription. Um, I like the setup that I have. They sent me a nice tin, um, and so I'm dumping so the- ba- beautiful, yes. It's not bad looking. I'm dumping it into this tin. I'm scooping it out. Um, I got a couple of the travel packages too, in case I'm on the go, but you don't have to do the individually wrapped stuff. You can do it in a nice big bag and then put it in this tin so that you're cutting back on all your, you know, your papers and materials. Um, I do like that. And as far as cost, it costs you less than three bucks a day. Um, so if you're investing in your health, uh, bear in mind that it's cheaper than the cold brew habit that you might have. That's a personal attack to me. That is, it's, uh, <laughs> it's coming right at me, but it is cheaper than my cold brew habit. Right. Uh, and it's know, way I'm, healthier, <laughs> way healthier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you're not getting the same, you know, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in that cold brew, Aaron. So That's right. uh, yeah, for less than three bucks a day, come on, a lot of bang for your buck. I mean, it's cheaper than getting all of those different supplements. That's, and it's, you, you know, I've seen the ads around town. You need a smaller cabinet. It's true. It's just this cute little, instead of having 45 bottles to open with those childproof protector, you know, this is definitely the way to go. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the story of the guy that started it. You know, this guy was, you know, needed to get his health in check and he was spending over a hundred a day on all this stuff. And, uh, and so that's why he started Athletic Greens, and uh, that's why I'm on board with it too. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now back to the episode. I like what you're saying, Aaron. I mean, I think that, you know, if, if you are, if you are concerned about protein and you do like your charcuterie board routine, I mean, you could have a shake, but still have all that other yeah. stuff, you know, and just, you know, if you kind of feel full and satiated with what you're already eating, but you're concerned, you know, take the 20 grams of protein, you know, protein shake yeah. or like a, or like a collagen or something like that. Um, a dose of collagen, to throw in there for joints and tendons and then also for the protein part of it. But I think, uh, yeah, if, if you're doing weight training, I would definitely, you know, that's the time to kind of, um, you know, to have like your biggest protein serving, because I think you're, you're able to assimilate, um, that protein, you know, when you're, you know, immediately post-workout. So I, so I've heard, you know, in my kind of very loose, limited knowledge of like the exact science behind all that stuff. I would pick a really bioavailable protein. Um, you know, whey pro whey protein probably being the, the most bioavailable, but if you do something that's got a full amino acid profile, uh, a lot of the good pea proteins have that now. Um, 
you know, they, they, everybody knows the score on that. So you can find some really good stuff. So that's good. And then, uh, but yeah, but also, you know, if you want to do like a little meal prep, you know, doing meal prep the night before, um, you know, do your lean protein, however you want to represent it. Chicken tends to kind of keep well. Or hard boiled eggs. Um, That's a, I've, I forgot I used to do that when I had, when I was, had less on my mind. (laughs) What do you, what do you think about, I mean, it seems like she, she, it's not as so much an issue as to like, what are convenient options? It's more like, what's the best? When should she have more carbs? Do you tend to do that kind of before you're exercising or do you have that? post-exercise i mean can you do like a carb reload post-exercise what's been your uh, experience for, with that well, i work i just work out early in the morning so i don't usually eat so before. you're always right but if i well that's similar to her that's what she that's what she's doing so when do you have do you kind of zigzag your carbs will you do like a higher carb day one day and then a lower yeah, carb day the other or something like that i do more okay. um i do more carbs on days where i do really high intensity cardio if i'm doing just a lift day um, with very little cardio, I try to just kind of focus on, I'll have my carbs, but Protein. I I don't, I don't have a, a lot of them on that day. Yeah. But on the days that okay. I lift, I don't crave it as much when I burn a lot of calories in a high intensity, like calorie burn workout. I'm like a, <laughs> I'm like a garbage compactor. I just want to eat all the carbs. So Um, so I try to honor that. And then on days when I don't feel that I try to just also honor that too, and not just have carbs for the sake of it. Okay. So some intuitive eating in there too. That's taken a lot of time to, Um, to, to feel that though. I will say. Yes. Wasn't your natural. Wasn't my natural uh, calibration. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Uh, so that, so Jennifer, you may want to experiment with that a little bit. Um, you, you mentioned that you do these Peloton workouts. Uh, one of them has a warm up and a 35 minute to 45 minute strength session. Maybe boost your protein on those days, you know, prepare some chicken, you know, from the night before or the same day, or maybe do the shake or the hard boiled egg those days. Um, and then when you do the bike boot camp, which involves a lot more high intensity cardiovascular training, maybe that's where you have your char- your charcuterie board where you're having some more crackers and carbs and that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and then you can, you don't have to put as much, um, you know, onus on the protein or, you know, stress the protein as hard on those bike boot camp days. Cool. Uh, cool to me. Cool. Cool, cool to me. To me. Okay, so let's get into perfect. We how what what did you send me that like um that listed this as one of the movies? Oh yeah, I sent um Oh, that's right. I got it right here. It's the 10 best uh film workout scenes from The Guardian, was yeah. that it? So it was like um GI yes. Jane, Run Fat Boy Run, Pumping Iron, the documentary with, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. perfect. The movie we watched. Bridget Jones' Diary, Anchorman, which is funny. <laughs> um, Bridesmaids, also funny that that's there. Rocky, just I guess all of them. American Beauty and The Karate Kid. Those were per The Guardian. Yeah, so it was scenes that involved scenes of people working yeah. out. Um, G.I. Jane, I love. I know. I want to watch uh, G.I. Jane now because I don't think I've seen it. 
Oh, there's some good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I love her. She's yeah. I just watched Ghost for the first time, and she's, oh, I, love I just movie. love her. Yeah, she's so cute in that. I remember what a like how into like everybody like her hair. Everybody yeah. was because she has like a like super a cute cut, short yeah. haircut. Um, yeah. And then this, you know, this seeing Jamie Lee Curtis kind of playing a, she was like still like a, she still had like attitude, but seeing her play like a little bit like a romantic lead or like, like she was a little softer than I expected. And she had a cute little haircut too, but um, I haven't. Uh, She's super cute in this. I I would say that far and away she's, um, well, not far and away, but she, there's two things I like in this movie. She is number one, Mm -hmm. comes off the best in this movie, her character and what she's all about and how, and just Jamie Lee Curtis at this time, I think is great. It's worth it for that. If you're a fan of hers. Um, and then I have another one. I'm curious as to hear like just your kind of initial general thoughts. Well, it's a two hour movie and I hate movies that are two hours or more. Um, it's way in this for this is it's way too so long. long way and too the long. stuff about the government, I was like, I get it. I get it. But just, I just, don't. it didn't need to be this important in the movie. <laughs> I guess I can give a little bit of a synopsis. Yeah, you, yeah, so, so a couple of interesting things about this movie is that um, the the guy that wrote it, uh, Aaron Latham, it's based on uh, some articles that he wrote, he actually wrote for Rolling Stone that are that are called "Searching for Mr. Goodbody," um, which ends up being part of the plot of the movie. Is this writer played by Travolta? You know, goes to a, a fit club to write this article. Anyway, so this guy wrote these articles for Rolling Stone magazine, and it was how um, how these you know health and fitness clubs in I think the the article came out in the early eighties uh, had replaced. The movie came out in 85 and I think the article was like in 82 or 83, how they're, they're replacing the singles bars. People would go to these health health and fitness clubs. Um, And so this was in Rolling Stone magazine, this guy wrote it and then he wrote the movie based on it. And they had worked together before on Urban Cowboy, which is a very well reviewed movie with the same director, James Bridges, um, that also starred John Travolta. And, uh, so anyway, the the character that that Travolta's playing is kind of a proxy for the original writer, um, Aaron Latham, and so he plays Adam Lawrence. And this movie, like Aaron was saying, is two hours, which it definitely doesn't need to be because it starts in Jersey City with him writing obituaries for another <laughs> and newspaper. Also, it's Christmas time. Like it opens with a Christmas and, song, and I was like, and I, yeah. it's not. You don't see Travolta for like a minute and a half, and I was like, did I pick the wrong movie? Like I was like so confused right. for a second. <laughs> the font is insane. I don't know. It was just like so confusing. Yes, and and then it goes. It just jumps five years inexplicably. later. <laughs> five years later and then he's writing important pieces for uh rolling stone magazine and i guess it's like i don't know i think that what they're trying to do is they're trying to make some kind of statement about journalism and and the integrity of journalism which and they're using um the overlay of like this kind of health and fitness article which is 
the most interesting part of this movie. Like who gives a fuck about any of the, like his kind of virtues as a journalist, right. like as a journalist. Cause they don't ever really commit to it. You don't know if he's a good guy or a bad yeah. guy. Cause it's like, he has like, he, you know, he has these kind of tactics he uses to get a story, but he also then kind of abandons them and then has them sometimes. And sometimes he doesn't. And you're like, well, what is it guys? What are you trying to tell us? I think that they should have just started with this Rolling Stones reporter or journalist going to the clubs and doing that. And so because they're trying to do this big, you know, this big statement on the, the integrity of journalism, which is very quaint now, given where we are, where we're at with how media and all this shit (laughs) works. They have this subplot of him trying to get an interview with this character, Mackenzie, who (laughs) hang with me, folks (laughs) sold computers to like Russians. And, uh, you know, I guess this is in and around the cold war Mm. and this guy, you know, didn't discern, like, he's like, Hey, people want to buy this technology. They can buy this technology. And because of that, and because of the bad optics of that, he got accused of dealing drugs and then now he's in trouble and kind of, you know, facing a court hearing and doesn't want to give any interviews. And so our hero, Aaron, or Adam, sorry, played by John Travolta, is always trying to get him, you know, get an interview with him, <laughs> you know. so to, insane. He writes the paper, he like writes it on a piece of paper, like, please do the interview and then hold it up in the, like he's in the, in, in court, court and he's back yeah. with the audience. Yeah. And I'm just like, this guy is with the Rolling Stone cover behind it. Just being like, hello. Yeah. So you kind of have two movies yes. happening and then his editor, while he goes, he has to go to LA to do this piece. His editor, um, Mark Roth played by Jan Wenner, who was, the editor of Rolling Stone at the time. Oh. And then they just put him in this movie as an actor. The guy ended up becoming like an actor. He's a little stiff, yes. I will say. Okay. It makes but, more sense uh, knowing he was actually the Rolling Stone editor because I really had questions. There's like a scene where he delivers a line and it like falls so flat and and <laughs> they don't they didn't pick a different take. They just took that one and it's Yeah, it's the best God, it's gonna get. It was, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He, he, he had a career as an actor. He's got an interesting look, yeah. I guess, you know, and he, had, he ended up having a career as an actor, but he is a little stiff in this one. So he's saying, Hey, you're going out to LA. Why don't you just do another story while you're there? And, um, and Adam says, Travolta says, I was in, you know, I was meeting this guy in the atrium and I saw these kind of, you know, people coming in and out with their workout clothes on. And, you know, maybe I could do something about how these health and fitness clubs are the new singles bar. And they're like, great, do it. So it's kind of this back and forth. And again, like we said earlier, you, I, the health and fitness, it's enough. Like there's yes. enough there. Once, once he gets out there, we don't need all the other bullshit. It's just a, it's a boring distraction yeah. and you don't feel any stakes or urgency with that. Like you could not give a fuck <laughs> right, about right. what's going on with the McKenzie hearing. Um, so anyway, I guess we can just stick to what is, you know, what's happening, what we liked about what's happening in LA. Yeah. He goes out to LA and so while this is, I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I'll shut up after this, but <laughs> you had to explain uh, the movie. So that's, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, why this is particularly interesting for us outside of, you know, all the funny, you know, health and fitness stuff 
it takes place at this sports connection club, um, multiple, which they have multiple locations, which was based and filmed at the sports club LA, which is where I used to work. And so with their cooperation and their involvement, um, so I think they picked a couple of different locations, some of them at the actual clubs, and then one of them at like some sound stage in Culver City. I looked at the IMDb trivia on <laughs> that. Uh, and so, but the the first woman that he meets when he goes there and gets taken around is n- named Nanette, the yeah. blonde lady. And uh, she's in it just for like a minute, but she kind of shows him all around the club. Nanette, Nanette Francini, she was the um, owner and operator of those Sports Connection clubs and would still come to the sports club when I was oh, there. Oh, fun. Uh, I wondered about yeah, her too, because she also had a similar like, uh, her, is this yeah, a real her person? and the other yeah. guy that showed him around. I was like, these two people might. Like they, they needed someone that looked like this. They might've just gotten people that were really there. Why not? Yeah. I'm sure it's people that the guy interviewed, you know, that was doing the original article, Aaron Latham, uh, or Latham or whatever his name is. But, um, yeah, so she takes him around and I will say Nanette, I did, I did talk to her. We all, it was always exciting when she would come in there. I don't know what level the sports club where I used to work is now owned by Equinox. So it's all different. And I don't, I don't, it, it didn't, I didn't recognize it. I think they moved locations mm. right after this was filmed, but there might've been, cause I would work sometimes at the Beverly Hills one. And they do talk about going to a Beverly yeah. Hills club. Um, but Nanette, we would see and Nanette actually looked, she looks beautiful in this, but she looked better when I knew her. She had like, she figured out her bangs and did something different <laughs> with her bangs. You mean someone but she was in, always like, from 1985 uh, figured out how to look better than that? <laughs> Because <laughs> I mean, I'm saying looks, I, I saw her. In, I saw her in the 2000s, yeah. and she was still smoking hot, good looking. <laughs> also, lady. I love Nanette and, being a hot lady's name. Like Nanette doesn't strike yeah. me as a hot lady's name, and so for for her, it's like you know, if someone like Gilbert was hot, you know, it's like oh, it's confusing. That doesn't yeah. sound like a hot person, but <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. It's it's got an ironic twist. Um, she, um, yeah. And so she would, and like, she always had like great celebrity stories and the one that stuck out at me, this, and this is, this is weird because it was well before any of the things that happened later. And I'll, you'll, it'll make sense when I tell you, I asked her, were you ever starstruck around anybody? Cause I mean, everybody came through that, that gym used to be so hot. Like even when I was there and it kind of cooled off a lot. Like I, I saw like, you name like Michael Jordan in Whoa. there. I saw, I saw Hugh Jackman um, <laughs> while he was filming Van Helsing. Oh, so he had like the cool. crazy long hair and like the girl, like everybody's going crazy guys. Everybody was going crazy for him. Cause he's just so he's like all buff and handsome. And yeah. like, he kept like whipping, whipping his <laughs> hair. Van his, Helsing hair. <laughs> his Van Helsing hair. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Do you know where the, uh, the, uh, lat pool machine is? Um, but, uh, so, so I asked her, is it anybody that you were starstruck around? And she was like, you're not going to believe this because I'm not, a, I, I wouldn't say that I'm attracted to him, but the person that had the most presence that actually made me feel a little like, whoa, like what's going on with this person? Like her starstruck or a little uneasy was Donald Trump. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And this is like when he was doing celebrity apprentice hadn't become president or even I mean, I think he was, he would always threaten to run, you know, but it was well before he was ever 
even being taken serious in that yeah. capacity. I was like, really? Donald Trump? Weird. Okay. That is pretty weird. But she said, yeah, there's just something about him that was intimidating. And I mean, I wasn't wrong. God, wow. So wow. yeah. Uh, so yeah. So all that sports club and sports connection stuff and then seeing Nanette in there and then like, like all the racquetball courts and all yeah. that shit. And that was, that, that was like a weird thing because gyms were really fringe for a long time especially in the seventies and then uh, 60, 70, 60s, 70s, more so. But you know, in the eighties, you started seeing these clubs that would have like a restaurant yeah. and a lounge area and a smoothie station. And it was really, uh, it was really novel and strange. And so you have this New Yorker coming over there being like, Whoa, you got sprouts in here. Jeez. Come on. <laughs> you know, Travolta doing his, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wine and beer. Okay, How about so, oh, beer? Cool, cool. Yeah, actually, you can have a beer after workout, but we don't serve any wine. <laughs> um, let me just keep showing you around. Cool, dude. <laughs> yep, that was a scene from you the movie. Some, yeah, yeah, you get some good stiff acting, which is really fun. Um, okay, so so Aaron, what jumped out at you? What did you like about it? We obviously have gone over what we did like. <laughs> there's there's more stuff to not like about it. No, I mean, I thought it was definitely like the, I'm just going to stick. You guys know my stance on, you know, uh, McKinsey. Um, but the workout stuff alone was so fun and funny, campy, like fun to watch. Um, I definitely would take a class from, from Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Um, the women's attire truly fascinates me. Um, like some women were wearing nylons or maybe all of them were wearing nylons. I think all of them were. And that like, I cannot fathom why they would do that. Like other than it would, it would make your legs look good. Cause if they're all exposed while you're working out, then you would want them to look good. And you know, nylons kind of hold your, your cellulite together, <laughs> but it's, it was like, I was, and just everyone's boobs. No one had like, um, sports bras. So it was just every, all the boobs are going everywhere. So that was like, just like thinking along, like we have come a long way in what women get to wear in a gym and, uh, it's like still sexy sometimes, or it can be if you want it to be, but it's not like, it's at least kind of, you get a kind of a broader range of options for what you can wear that will work for what you're doing in a gym. <laughs> yeah. It seems infinitely more functional yes, now. Yeah. I, I'm curious because I remember leotards. I remember leg warmers, but the, but you're right. Like the nylons jumped out at me because I was like, were were people? Act, is this just for the movie or were people actually wearing nylons? Yeah, it seems horrific. I mean, like you'd pass out or something. I know. You know, they're itchy. Like also, like finding a pair of nylons that that doesn't like hang low in the crotch. <laughs> is like, yeah, is a miracle. And so, and maybe that's just cause I'm tall or, or something like, I just can't imagine finding a pair of nylons that would fit well enough that you could then move around freely at a gym doing exercise. Yeah. And, um, I love the kind of eighties 
um, let's get physical, you know, Olivia Newton, John, like the headbands yeah. and the, the, the leg warmers and all, all that's really sexy to me. Um, I mean, it's very male gazy, like we said, not functional, but I, n- nylons are not that. No, nylons like, I don't look at like, Oh wow. <laughs> look at those shiny legs and those nylons. It's just like, I want to, I mean, I, as a red blooded American <laughs> male, like seeing legs, uh, like the skin, but, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I mean, wear whatever you want for sure. You know, obviously don't, but if I'm, if I'm, I mean, I, I, you know, I guess maybe these, hopefully the women wanted to wear them and that's well, what made them know, feel the most comfortable during that time. If I'm like, women were wearing them like way more often. Like that was like nylons. Yes. Cause I, I mean, even, yeah. oops, um, even growing up, I was born in 84, so I wasn't like caring about nylons until a little, you know. Did you watch this movie when you were one? <laughs> yeah, it shaped my whole personality. <laughs> um, but I, it was like, I remember wearing nylons, you know, to church and stuff. And so it was like, it was definitely a more in the world. I don't know that people are wearing nylons as often anymore. Um for some things, I'm sure like dancers, like dance. I, I see Beyonce wearing them a lot. How how often do you see Beyonce? <laughs> I mean, I'm just seeing like per, yeah, most performances no, no. I see her. She has some kind of like bulletproof suit on yes. and like nylons. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, it does, like, uh, like I'm saying, like if you are performing on a big stage and you want your like legs to look like they're not shaken like crazy, you put on some, you know, like dancer nylons and then your legs kind of hold together. You know, I'm a dancer yeah. singer. I don't know if you know this, but I know secrets about dance. Get those nylons and capizios <laughs> on. Um, and- but yeah, I cannot imagine like one time at, at my gym, we did an eighties step day. Okay. So we got to dress up like the eighties if we wanted to. And I chose to wear like, um, like it's hard to find like a leotard or like one of those like bathing suit esque leotards for exercise. Yeah, for exercise. Like a one piece kind of. It's like it looks like a one piece bathing suit, but it's for right. exercise. And so like it's always like a palm tree right, on there. or like You're some like, cool geometric shape. Um, but yeah. I found like a like just a regular bodysuit that I wore like on top of of like tight of like. Um, legging tights, not like nylon tights. And it was so uncomfortable. I almost quit the workout because I was like, this sucks. I'm like, it's like nothing was, it was just, it was sucked. So when I saw these women doing this like dance class thing, I was just like, does this suck? So I immediately looked up exercise leotards because I was like, I want to get one and I want to see how bad it is. Wow. And, okay. um, but I couldn't really, I'll have to Myth, go back. Mythbusters. Yeah, that's right. I'll have to go back and look and cause I was just finding kind of like the newfangled ones that are from like girlfriend collective that look actually like, like, uh, singlets that guys used to wear for like wrestling. Um, not like these, not like a bathing suit one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, it was, it's the fashion was fun, it's gonna, but it's, I don't know if it was functional. 
Yeah, it's it'll come back, right? I mean, Probably. pretty soon we'll see. Yeah, uh, maybe not. Maybe not ever the uncomfortable leot or like the nylon part of it, but I'm sure some level of like wearing a bathing suit while, while you work while out. God help out. me. Um, yeah. yeah, just like even just like the you have to get like a a a, a, a wax. The it's so high. You have to like. It's like you have to. Oh, that may be why the nylons too. At least like, everything you know, I stay, stay in place. I can't fucking stay on top of this bush maintenance <laughs> every time I go to the workout. Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was just like truly like, this is so crazy that this was like what people did to go to the gym. Yeah, to the gym. Uh, you know, we could talk about the guys, the guy, what what the guys are wearing because you know, while the women are where all are scantily clad, the guys are, are yeah, too. I like the guys it. stuff looks way more. They look way more comfortable, but their shorts are crazy short. <laughs> That's true. And, Jason said he thinks that we saw scrotum when in the scene where John Travolta is also dancing. There's a guy to his like, right. And at times both of, you know, they're, you know, doing their, Hip, hip thrust, thrust. And, and Jason was like, I think we saw, he called it scrote, which I think is gross, but that's, you know, it's what he said. And so I think I, I didn't see it, but Jason claims that maybe we did. It's certainly possible. I, so our, 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 our journalist Travolta, you know, infiltrates this club. He go. he doesn't say he never misrepresents himself. He says he is a reporter doing this. Of course, they're all excited to kind of be, you know, you know, featured in the story. His whole thing is to, as a journalist is to treat famous people uh, like they're everyday people, normal and treat normal people like they're celebrities. So them just being, you know, interviewed and being, you know, featured for a Rolling Stones article, they're all excited, which everybody of course yeah. would be. And uh, the kind of star of this gym is Jamie Lee Curtis. She, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Jesse Wilson, who's the Pied Piper of aerobics. Everybody loves taking her class. And so they have a romance together and he wants to interview her because he thinks she's got a good, it's a good angle for his story. The Pied Piper of aerobics. Yep. A lot of people have met each other taking her class. She does not want to be interviewed. She's been burned in the past <laughs> Which also by a journalist. Kills me that she's been burned in the past by a journalist. Oh man, I love it. Is it's it's corny, but also, but when you find out the story, you're kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. that's again. You could have made this th the whole movie, and it would have been exactly. great. Like everybody would have been fine with that. But it is funny. You're like, what happened? <laughs> Somebody else tried to write an aerobics piece. <laughs> right. It ends up being more deep than that. But he finally takes her class because they kind of have like, well, maybe I'll do an interview if you take my class or whatever. He finally takes it. And so when you see the moment where he's taking her class, it's highly sexual because she's running this class and thrusting <laughs> her hips. And then he is also doing it with her. And Travolta is a good dancer, yeah. but his shorts are so short and his balls are just jiggling <laughs> around. It's crazy. It it's goes on so long, so you guys. Long. It is. It's like 10 it's minutes. So long. My, my dog, Charlie was sitting with us on the couch and he, I, I have never seen him. He looked over at Jason and I with this look of like, of 
like, did I just see that too? Do I understand how, like, he was, it was the funniest. Yeah, he's like, even I'm not interested in those fucking <laughs> balls. And I love to play fetch. I'm a huge ball guy in this. I'm over. Yeah. I've smelling crotches my whole life. I'm over it this. It was it's too much crotch so for me. Long, holy God! It's, it's bonkers. You know, you get uncomfortable with these kind of male gaze movies of like men making these movies and just shooting women how they like to see yeah. them. And you know, it's great as a guy because you're like, oh yeah, that's that's what I want <laughs> to see. But as a girl, you're like, Jesus, can I get you know? Yeah. Can I stop being objectified for ten seconds? But I will say. They seem to give it to the guys just as much as the girls. I mean, they're on these guys' balls, not joking, for it's, 10 minutes, only to be only to be topped by the bonkers Chippendale scene. Oh, <laughs> with the guy with the hairy ass crack. <laughs> and the guy, he he's like, they do like this dumb football routine. Uh, the football stuff, completely fake, in my opinion, as a former football player. <laughs> yeah, everyone's wondering and, what you thought. And exotic dancer. Uh, the guy strips to a jock strap and then continues to wear his socks the whole time, which really stressed me <laughs> That's out. so funny. But I wouldn't want to put my bare feet on that floor either. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's much better than the socks. I, the socks did not work for me. It looks... Like having a son, it was just like, God, it's weird. Like, it's like a little kid, like with his little sockies on, you know? <laughs> and like, his, like, that guy's humping doesn't make sense. Travolta's hip gyrations were better than the Chippendale dancers. He, yeah, like, he his, knows his humping is, he knows how to dance. Robotic. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it was, that was it's, a fun scene, though. That was really fun. Super fun, but crazy. Um, and so you kind of meet the cast of characters in this gym and he is one of them. Mary, she, that guy, the Chippendale dancer is going out with Mary Lou Henner. Yeah. Um, who's trying to get bigger boobs by doing the fly press. She's doing is that the, what it is. Yeah. The peck, the peck deck. I think it's an old play on the, I must increase my bust, you know, like that joke that you could do these kind of upper body exercises. Okay. And Cause that's, I was like, I wanted to ask like, was that a thought? for i guess it was i don't think i knew increase your you must increase your bus is that what it was there was like a you know like they would do as like a joke or maybe like as a real thing and then it became a joke like some kind of exercise and you would the girls would say like i must i must <laughs> i must increase my bust <laughs> good god that's funny <laughs> i mean i guess if you do build up your chest I've heard I've heard bit, that it helps not, like keep your boobs you. perky, not that it helps make them bigger. <laughs> but I don't know the PR person for, you know, women and pec muscles. They they need to get their shit together. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that like you have like your breast tissue and then I think you have your pectoral muscles and they kind of operate separately and if you are you know, getting really lean or, you know, you lose some up top, you know, I, th I think, I don't know. Yeah. I'm no expert, I'm no, but that, that um, seed where she, she, that I was, she was killed me. Her boobs were everywhere too. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's Mary Lou Henner. So again, what they kind of, which ends up becoming a little second fiddle in this movie to this McKenzie case is the story of Sally played by Mary Lou Henner, Mary Lou Henner, and Linda, played by Lorraine Newman. Oh, Linda. And that's, that's, she's amazing. Like, that's my second favorite part of this movie. 
she plays this character named Linda. That's such a tragic yeah. character. She's in this gym and like everybody, you know, I guess they say affectionately, but they talk trash about her because not just they just gossip about her because she's sleeping. She's promiscuous in the gym and she's judged for it. And then, uh, Adam Lawrence, uh, the, the journalist tends, he ends up making that the focus of his story about how she is. This is a quote from the movie, the most used piece of equipment in Ooh, the gym. Yeah. And, um, and so he ends up writing that and, you know, she talks about how she wants her body to be perfect. It's, it's amazingly played by Lorraine that Newman. That scene with her talking about being, wanting to be perfect kind of got me a little bit. I was like, oh, it did. She's also, she's really, it's a funny performance yeah. because she's a very, it's very, her character came off very likable mm-hmm. to me. And like, I kind of got her. And then it's also sad too. And he exploits her, you know, he makes it seem like he's going to do this fun article about them and they're kind of, you know, their sex lives because Mary Lou Henner has met, she gets engaged and she meets her husband essentially, or her fiance. He's a Chippendale dancer, but then there's that, they're at a party and there's this kind of sad moment to where, uh, the Linda character, Lorraine Newman is all bummed because her friend got engaged and like, she's like, Oh, she's so lucky. And so, uh, eventually Jesse, Jamie Lee Curtis finds out that, um, that he's writing this story and he's going to kind of, you know, send up Linda and talk about how she's, you know, desperate to be perfect and wants to get plastic surgery and, Mm -hmm. you know, involved in gangbangs and stuff. And she calls him out in a great way. She's like, what's wrong with wanting to be loved? Yeah. And it's like, he can't, he can't say anything. And I was like, yeah, she's, she's right. She just wants to be loved. You're, you're going to ruin her life. God, that most ridden piece of equipment at the gym, boy, got me. Yeah. Brutal. And I, I tried to find the article. I actually found the magazine. I could buy the magazine. It's on eBay. I might do it because I kind of want to read the article. Okay. Because there there is a character, Leslie, um, that the Linda character is based on. And that the according to IMDB, she was in the movie. Randomly, when they're in the party, there's a couple of just sports connection members. Mm-hmm that say like some people just want to work out here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's Leslie, the character who was the, you know, I think uh, this is like, this is a quote from the article, the sports club, LA sleaze or whatever. Oh, <laughs> that's what he said. She says like, some people just want to work out here. Like it was kind of a, a joke. So maybe she had a sense of humor yeah. about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm dying to see this real article. Though. Yeah. I've, that's cool that you found it on eBay. I would like to see it too. So buy it. Yep. I was hoping I could read it for the show to talk about. Um, and then, but yeah, I, I, I in getting to what I kind of liked about the movie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis obviously got is always in an amazing shape yeah. and got herself really fit for this and really seemed to take the aerobics serious. You do believe that she could run yes, this class. She, I want to take a class from her. Like that was, I wanted to try that. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> whipping her I mean, head I around. I have so many knots in my neck. That would be really hard, but I would, I would, you know, try. Yes. What is, so what is your group X? Have you done an aerobics class similar to that? I mean, you guys do step step is the closest I've done to this, like, or Zumba, Zumba or step kind of would be my closest thing to whatever (laughs) this is. It kind of seemed like a dance aerobics or something, you know? 
Yeah, there was some choreography. I mean, obviously they're making it cinematic because you're like, would people know? I mean, I guess if you took the class a lot, you'd kind of yeah. know. And I was like, I was wondering, is she even counting stuff off? And she is, but they kind of like crank the music up so you can't see. But it, it does seem to me that she is calling out instruction and counting stuff off. Yeah. There's a few times to where you can't tell if the music is is supposed to be diegetic or if it's um or if it's like over because it's like you can't hear any of the audio. Mm. That was another thing. They have a couple of good songs. Like they play a culture club song in here. I'll tumble for you, but it's just when they'd make a boy George joke. Like he's staying at the same <laughs> hotel so as weird. Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you're doing this movie with like you know, fitness and gym and all this stuff. You can't have a better soundtrack than this. Like the soundtrack kind of sucks in my opinion. They blew their money on having that one uh, singer make a cameo. <laughs> what was her name? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, it's a Carly, Carly Simon. Simon. Carly Simon. That's where they blew yeah. their, their, uh, their, yeah, she she appears as herself yeah. because um he wrote a bad Adam article about bad, her or something. Yeah, and she th throws a drink in his face that it that looks like, like tomato, tomato yes, soup. Tom oh, tomato soup is even better. I was gonna say tomato juice, but yeah, it looks like tomato soup. Yeah, she's carrying like an old fashioned or something, and then they like they they caught two Travoltis at a <laughs> restaurant, and then you just see him get like fucking tomato soup like <laughs> dumped on his face. So thick, it's so it's much. so gross. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they need more. They need better music for sure. I yeah, because I think like I think if they just stayed in the fitness realm and it was more about you know. A will they won't they with um Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis who are super cute together. Yeah. Um and and then him like is it what's he gonna write and you know is he gonna show any of like his journalist integrity or right. whatever and and then these kind of sad stories or happy stories of the people in the gym. I think it would have been infinitely better. Uh, another some other kind of interesting stuff. They go to Mammoth to ski. And it's back, you know, before global warming had really had their hooks in us. Right. And like, there was still snow on the mountain in July, which oh. like, is the, <laughs> I didn't even you're lucky if you get any, it was July, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky if you can get any snow at all, like you're around now. And so that was kind of a drag. Cause that used to be one of like the special things about Southern California. It was like, man, you can be at the beach and then go to the, you know, the, drive yeah, right to the mountains, right to the snow. Um, yeah. I also had a feeling of like, and I've had this a lot in movies recently, but like the sheer amount of people that were in that exercise class gave me like COVID PTSD of oh, like, yeah. oh my, there's too, too many, too many, too many. Get out, get out, get out. Back, back up, back up. Like I, it was, there were 150 people crammed into the tiniest space yeah. of all time. And <laughs> just... Oh, just so much. And I was like, you guys need a mask on. I don't know what you guys are thinking. <laughs> Did you see that? Like it was the super spreader class is what it was called. And I was like, wow, that's weird. It's called the <laughs> yeah, super spreader, <laughs> super spreader, 1985. Uh, yeah, it was, I was just like, get, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Um, it, it did make me nostalgia. For, it, it did make me nostalgic for, um, for when I used to work at those gyms, like it was really exciting. Um, it, it had kind of shifted at that point. It was mostly like an older clientele, mm -hmm. but I felt some, 
similarities with the, um, with the staff, you know, because it was all, we were all like in our twenties that worked there. And so people that were selling memberships, people that were trainers and all that kind of stuff. So that's where you saw young people. It had gotten so expensive that you, it wasn't like there were just tons of 20 somethings in there working out. It's all just like money, older people that could afford it. But the people that worked there was all, you know, that were young. And so it was really kind of thrilling and something they missed when I first started working there, they had valet in front of the gym and there'd be Ferraris and Lamborghinis and stuff. And they would always, they would, they would go and park the other cars, but if you had a nice one, they would leave Mm -hmm. it in front. So like when you walked up, you're like, holy shit, there's a Bentley dude. (laughs) It's Jackman's Bentley. He's here for, he's here doing Van Helsing (laughs) workouts. Amazing. Don't start your accent again, please. <laughs> please, God. Please. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Go for it. Um, <laughs> no, the closest thing I had to this kind of gym experience was in Nashville. There was a YMCA that had like the racquetball, tennis. Um, it had like a little smoothie spot. Like it was, it was like a campus and people would hang out in the lobby. Like there was like seating and stuff. And you know, it was a YMCA, but it was like, there were a lot of people my age there. And so it did feel like, like I got like asked out that I feel, I feel like I talked about that when we were on a different podcast. Um, but it was like, it was fun, but it didn't feel like it wasn't like sexy, but it was kind of like, Oh, you might like see someone, you know, hang out with them maybe, or like get in line at the smoothie place or, you know, at the same time or something like it was, it felt like, Oh, I could meet somebody here at that place. But now, you know, the gyms and when I moved to LA, I was so overwhelmed by the hotness and the, and the outfits that I was like, I couldn't stay long enough. I was like, I'll get out of here. You guys be hot and I'll be, (laughs) I'll be somewhere else. There are some, there are some crazy stuff. Like I, when I was first started there, I was, there was these three girls that worked there that were all really attractive and I'd get nervous around them and they loved it. They loved that I was nervous. <laughs> and I remember one time I got stuck in an elevator with, we were just going down. We happened to all get in the elevator at the same time, or I held it and they ran in there and I just saw them all three, like whispering to each other. And I was just standing there and then they all turned around and flashed <gasps> me and I was like, Oh, <gasps> Oh my God. That's funny. Good job. Yeah. I think I had to like, I had to like leave for the day. I was like, so like rattled by it. (laughs) And then there was, there was a girl that, that worked there that ran. Um, I told this on the show a while back, but she, she was a Pilates instructor and they used her to, um, shoot a bunch of billboards for the gym. And then, uh, and then it later came out that she also was acting in pornos. Oh, um, as a as a performer in in por- pornography films, and so, but they, to their credit, they like, hey, we hired you, and which they should have, you know, yeah. they hired her, they, you know, they kept her pictures out there, but it was like she, like, I won't, I won't say her, I'm not going to blow her spot up, but I think she's fine. I mean, she's you know, a porn performer, and then also a great Pilates and teacher. Um, but she was she had a different name in pornos yeah. that she did in that than what she used in her regular life. And so and then so it was like this big thing where we're like, wow, so and so is also does porn. And I remember thinking, like, hmm, interesting. And then I of course went home and <laughs> did 
thousands of hours of research and f- f- found found her, you know, like, I mean, with like no information to go off of, except maybe like her kind of general description, <laughs> but I did find, I did find the movie, but yeah, it's like only like in like crazy LA at that time with something like yeah. that. I think, you know, LA isn't, isn't as much of a, uh, you know, a freak show is everywhere is a freak show now, you know, with just how much, you know, entertainment and yeah. social media has kind of spread everything out. It's not as collected as it used to be in LA, but at that time, you know, it's maybe we were, you know, maybe on the tail end of it, like in the, in the two thousands, like the early two thousands, you got in there like right at the, at the last chance. <laughs> yeah. You kind of felt like it was, it was cooling down yeah. already, you know, but it was, you know, there would be stuff like that to where, um, you're like, wow, so-and-so also does pornography. You know, when you're like fresh out of college, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Just like how fast you got home to Google that. Is my, <laughs> I got to figure yeah, this out. I canceled all, I canceled all my appointments. So I was <laughs> like, I can't, yeah, That's it's an like emergency. The, my version of that is like, I found out that like a friend of a friend of a friend, like, f- like a friend I barely know got married to someone who who may or may not have had a suspicious death in their family. And I spent four hours trying to figure, trying to solve this, <laughs> this maybe not a murder, maybe just a death. We don't know, but that's my version of this. Just, well, you had your grim curiosity, yes. much more, find out much much more normal, less perverted for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, st- uh, I was, st- and this is, this is recent. If you, you know. knew, so, if, if you knew some, somebody you knew and interfaced with every day and you found out that they were doing, you know, pornography, it wasn't like, and it wasn't like a stolen taper. It was like, you know, mainstream pornography that they chose to do. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd look I, it up I, too. I, I was, I would, you have, you have to you find have, out. Yeah. It happened with a yoga instructor I knew too, who was a guy like, and there was all these rumors that like, oh, he's so-and-so, like he does these porns. And like, I, of course, <laughs> had to look that up too. <laughs> Man, I love a search history. You know, it's just whatever. You got to find stuff he, out. He's He was a good looking guy, but really corny uh, and like like a corny voice and like a real corny laugh. And he, I, t- I would take his yoga classes all the time. He had a very popular following for yoga. I have not mentioned him on the show before. There's another yoga teacher I mentioned on here. This is an, this is like a younger guy. And uh, I just remember like, I just watched, you know, one of the, like, I was just watching like one of the porns he did and it was so weird to see his face and his voice. And I just remember like at one point him saying like, let's turn you around and look at that beautiful ass of yours. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God. Also the, like you might hear him say that in your yoga class. Like he could say it either way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, wow, he's definitely, he's like, you know, calling stuff out in yoga and he's also calling stuff out on this porn <laughs> film. I guess the guy has a talent for this kind of stuff. God, this is very strange. This is the most racy episode we've done since I've been a, a host here. This is, a- it is Pe- people are not going to like it. People don't like it when we go, we, I, there is one crazy thing in the movie that I do have to talk about with you. Oh, please. <laughs> which did, which did make me laugh. And I did record it on my phone to when they're kind of like, they have to show that Jamie Lee Curtis, the Jesse Wilson character knows how to use a computer because she does find out that he wrote this horrible article and, and erase it. So you have to like, cause computers were so novel. Yeah, it was at the like, time. It wasn't was it like, a word processor? 
Yeah, yeah some kind of was, word, like co- Commodore yes. word processor or something. She's like, I know how to use this. And so they show it, but they have this moment with each other to where she types something out, some quote, and he's like, Ooh, everybody always types that or whatever. And then she erases it. And do you remember what she types? You want to fuck? Isn't that what she said? Yeah. God. Yes. I, you know, I shouldn't have already forgotten about that, but I did. And what? A, yeah. Oh my God. Just, I mean, just. It was pretty sexy though. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I'm sure for a guy that would be like, okay, ding, 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 ding. Um, yeah. But I was like, Real, like, come on, that's the, that's what you're going to write. But also, I mean, power move. So I can't, for the eighties, it's pretty power move for a woman. It was cool. And it was, yeah, it was cool that it was her yeah. saying it. She has, she's, she's tough throughout this whole movie and it doesn't compromise. Like she has, to me, she has the most integrity and makes the most sense. She, this was eight know? minutes into the movie. <laughs> yes. It was very early into the movie and very, very early into their kind of courtship. Yeah. Um, so there's, I love the way she looks in this. She's got a cool mullet. Yes, I like her cool that mullet. I really liked. Uh, did you think Travolta was cute in this? I actually did. I don't think I've ever thought he was handsome. And this, I was like, oh, I, I see it. I think, I think this is the first time I've felt like, oh, he is like, he has like the dark hair, blue eyes. Like he's not doing too much dancing. <laughs> so that's yeah, for me. I like he's. Just kind of a guy. Yeah, just kind of a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'll, otherwise, I would say outside of j- both of them could have been sexier. I, you know, I don't know. Like a lot of, it doesn't didn't necessarily translate to me. Like a lot of the people you see, there's like real bleach blonde mustaches and shit. And, yeah, they really let know. these two be the star. They really, they said yeah. everyone else, uh, bring your own clothes and bring your own makeup. And, and and that's fine. Um, but I do so, want a shirt that says body by Jesse. I don't know if you saw, there's like a brief moment where a girl turns around and she's wearing this gray t-shirt and it says body by Jesse. And I was like, I oh, want cool. that shirt. It is freaking cool. Yeah. Pied Piper of aerobics. Yeah. Um, you rate it? Well, great. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's, so we have our three that we, um, that we established early on. Number one, Aaron, did this, did watching this movie make you want to work out? Did it like seeing them train? Did something they did in there? Uh, did it just, just watching this thing like, man, you know what? I want to start like uh, doing some jumping jacks or something while I'm watching this. If you want to think about your answer, I can do mine or no, I know I, if you're ready, the answer you for me is yeah. Yes. Oh, it did. So for me, it did okay. not. <laughs> Great. No, that's perfect. Uh, there was nothing in this to where like, sometimes I'll watch like, like a training montage in a movie to where like somebody's like getting in shape over time or they're doing some cool stuff. Like watching this, I was just like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> what the I fuck? have like, when I see like, I love a group like fitness, like if it like a Zumba, whatever. So like, I think that's the part that I was like, yeah, so yes, cool. let's go. Yeah. It also made me, it made me want to do like a group set like group class. Like, I think that's something that I am definitely nervous to do. Cause that's not what I do day to day. Um, makes you want to teach. A yeah. Group it makes class. me want to teach like a step aerobics. Oh, class. you'd be great. I think I would be great, but there's the little threshold of not being great to being great yeah. that I would, it would be hard for me to trudge through, but I think I could get there. Um, 
But man, I was, that's what I, I think that's why I wanted to get up and just like do those big arms and, you know, kick your legs high and all that fun stuff. I love it. Um, okay. Number two, was there, and this way, maybe you kind of answered this already. Was there a particular, um, exercise or movement or something in the movie that you would like to try? Um, for me, I'll again, say no. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, I would try, I would, I would take a dance aerobic class. I would, I I think I have probably done that, but like, that would be fun for me to try. It's like, I'm, I'm never going to be a dancer, but I'm like, I want to be one. And I just like, didn't grow up with the classes. So I don't really have the coordination. I have timing, but I don't have coordination. So there's that part of me that always wants to try. So I would love to take her class. Like for real, like Jamie Lee Curtis hit us up. If you're ever, if you're ever out there, Jamie, she listens, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie. I know you listen. Hit us up. up. Love a body bite, body bite, Jamie. Um, yeah, I mean, I would definitely do that with you, Aaron for the show, but there's no part of me that wants to like, you know, get in, get in a yeah. class. And do that. Yep. And not, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I love, I, you know, I respect it. I like seeing it, but it's just like, yeah. um, I mean, yoga sometimes like group yoga. Like I'd like to get back on a roll with that. But, um, as far as like, and again, I think it's because I, you know, that arthritis I have in my foot, like just like jumping up and down and like stresses me out or something. And then the last one that we have, or that we established was, uh, would we, would we want to raid this movie's wardrobe? And I'll say I would like, I, I like, I don't ever feel like I can find shorts short enough for me as a guy. (laughs) I found some of these Viore's that are fairly short, but I would like some of their, you know, some of their, there's some weird stuff in there. Like, it's not like totally like the, uh, the one guy that they go skiing with has got some crazy outfits of like, spandex pants and suspenders and all that kind of shit. But I did find it fun. And, uh, there's some stuff in there that I would love to have. So I would. Yes. Well, and I will say I, I wanted Jamie Lee Curtis's clothes when she was like, um, not working out like her clothes, like in that, I was like, I want that. I want that. But got a jumper, like a, yeah, really cool jumper. Yeah. Some cool shirts, some good pants, but the, like I said, I'm curious to know what it would be like to work out in a leotard, but I do not want to only wear leotards from now on, unless I tried it and loved it. But I would say that can stay in the past. Okay. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, and then I guess, do we give this movie a recommendation? We can give it a recommendation. Um, yeah, it was fun to watch, but like I said, like you could fast forward through any parts where you see a guy you don't recognize and is wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, anything that feels like the government, yeah, you know, definitely forward. skip. No payoff. You're not going to get There's... any anything out of yeah. it at all. Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I mean, I I think you know maybe maybe do like a quick Google search online or like look at and if like you like the 20 or 30 second clips that are kind of out there. I mean, people have kind of figured out what's fun about this exactly. movie. And, yes. they, um, and so if you like that and you want to see the source material, I would say watch that, but man, you really, you, they take you on a ride that's completely unnecessary <laughs> and it's does not, it, this should be 90 minutes and it should be, you know, 
some kind of fun mellow, some fun, funny stuff in the, at the sports connection and a little bit of like nice melodrama and then I'm out. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, thank you guys for joining our, this is our kind of like our first little movie yeah. thing. We'll kind of, we'll pin down the format a little more as we do some more of these in the future. Um, if you have any recommendations for us, uh, a lot of requests for Rocky four, I guess we'll have to do that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Did you see yeah, that? I haven't. People went crazy with all their recommendations. I haven't seen Rocky four. I've only seen Rocky two. So, okay. So I would say, um, as far as training stuff, Rocky four is almost just a training montage. Yeah. Rocky three, Rocky four have both, both have great training montages, but four is like, it's almost a music video. <laughs> Um, especially the original theatrical release, which is the one that we will watch if we ever do okay. it. Um, not the uh, Stallone recut Rocky versus Drago. Didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have if you guys have questions, suggestions, uh, movies you'd like us to talk about, thoughts on Perfect, we want to hear them. Uh, you can reach us at acidumbells at gmail.com. Or anywhere on social media at the dumbbells. Hit us up, baby. On behalf, on behalf, behalf of, uh, on behalf of myself uh, and Aaron McGowan, we are the Dumbbells, as well as Adam Lawrence, Jesse Wilson, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sally and Linda, all the other folks at Sports Connection. We like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. That was a headgum podcast.